bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm excited today because I have a guest in the studio today. And my guest is none other than Jacqueline Rice, who's the president of Cream City Links, of the Links Incorporated. So how are you, ma'am? First time. There you go. I'm well, thank you. Right. Um, and before we get started, let me say thank you very much for extending the invitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, I'm a little excited and then a little nervous. No, don't be I'm nervous. Very, I'm very impressed about what I see here. Thank you. And, uh, and your st- status in the radio industry. So thank you very much for having me on. A little lowly who has no experience in the radio. Little lowly. Come on, <laughs> come on. You and I, but well, first of all, you're a link, so that that's that's saying something. Um, for those people that don't know who the links are and what they are, they have chapters all over, I guess all over the world. The United States, and we're yeah. national and international. National and international, yes. 42 states, District of Columbia, Bahamas, United Kingdom. Yes. And basically you're committed to enriching and sustaining and ensuring the culture and the economic survival of African Americans and people of African ancestry. That's correct. And you do a lot of lot of like like community stuff, right? The the focus is service mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the community engagement piece of it, and um, all all links chapters have the same mission, uh, have the same directive. the The programs of that we initiate might be different but it has the same complexion in terms of we're working with families and children. We have healthcare initiatives. Right. We have arts. So we do all the same, but it might be different. And one of the things I might add, if you don't mind, is that um, now we've added a legislative piece where we're not endorsing anyone. We're promoting uh, voting and being engaged right. to uh, our communities, how imperative it is during this period of time that we get engaged. And second part of that is that to understand the issues. Right. 
And uh, one of the things uh, I uh, grapple with is that we become myopic. It's just about me rather than the whole. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at our programmers, we want to make sure that we are filling in gaps, uh, encouraging a person to get engaged, but also uh, filling in gaps where their services are missing. For instance, uh, we work in the schools, tutorial. They might have um, programs, but we just add that extra dimension to it. Okay. And so really it's, it's about, it's about the, the relationships you have, uh, courage, the respect for yourself, the respect for others, things of that nature. That's correct. You've, uh, he looked at our values. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and absolutely. and I, I was looking at him again. I said, "This guy—he's going to ask me very specific." So <laughs> it's been a long time, and so our values are yeah. fa- fairly lengthy. Mm-hmm. You know, integrity, respect for others, um, all those things that roll up into our um, LinkedIn friendship and connected in service. Okay, and how we treat each other is how we treat persons with whom we engage in in our communities. And so you're a nonprofit organization established in 1946. Yeah, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. So you've been around for a few years. Uh, Yes. (laughs) A few years. A few years. Maybe 60, 70. 75. uh, Kind of getting around there. And so so I I find it interesting because um, your organization locally has has had this annual event. I've been to it a couple times actually um thank you very the, much the uh, annual denim and diamonds fundraiser now that's this friday yes at the uh, good hope country club 6200 good hope road mm-hmm. um and this actually uh dr harris is our first in person in about three years or more really and so i'm really excited um uh everyone is excited because we want to bring everyone back together again uh, in person to meet f- your old friends, make new friends, um, raise some money for our programs and our, f- and our uh, scholarships mm-hmm. uh, and just have a really good time in a beautiful place. Uh, and we'll be safe. And that's the Wisconsin Country Club, uh, 6200 West Good Hope. Right. How much are tickets? Tickets are $60. $60. Reception at 6 o'clock. Food at 7 o'clock. Yes. And it will be sit down. Sit down? Sit down. For $65? 60 60 Yeah. Sit down? Yes. I'm impressed. Well, you know, we want people to come and engage, uh, have a good time. But we also, if you don't mind me adding, mm-hmm. is that there is the opportunity to uh, donate to our scholarship and our yeah. fundraising. Yeah. There's a barcode if you go in and look for us, a Q code, excuse me. Uh, and so if you don't want to go, contribute so we can give scholarships. We, we give academic scholarships for uh, students who are matriculating going to college. And so they can just go to Eventbrite and just yes, just yes. just search for annual denim and diamonds, right? Uh, cream, look for Cream City Eventbrite, Cream City Links, and right. just go from there, and and then you follow a train, I guess. All right. Now you know uh, if you find that we sold out, uh, which is our goal, just donate that money you were going to buy ticket for. Twelve. Spoken like a true salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so and so what what type of programs does uh Crim City Links do directly for their for their scholarship fund? Uh what we do is there uh I, I mentioned earlier that we follow the the mission of the national mm-hmm. to give us our mandate. Right. And so we have five different targets that we uh one is health, arts, 
uh, family and youth, mm-hmm. um, international. And so we follow those. And so we try to match programs, uh, a needs in our community that we can employ those services. For instance, like if we take international trends and services, uh, going to Jamaica, going to Haiti, or some other places, we identify those gaps or those needs, uh, those residents or citizens' needs. For instance, we might help supply, send supplies to schools. Or uh, okay. there are some chapters that help build a school. Uh, there are some chapters, I understand, that have uh, been very instrumental in um, building and equipping hospitals. You know, we have many, many influential links in the world. Uh, so they're able to extrapolate from their resource base and provide these things. Mm-hmm. Here in Milwaukee, uh, we have focused in on uh, a school system, and so we offer many things in our school. We uh, tutorial services. We getting into STEM uh, to make sure that our children understand what STEM is, and that it's not anything you can be afraid of. Math is not that bad if you if you think about it. Right. Science. Right. Uh, and then the whole critical thinking piece is that you know introducing students. Uh, this past year. Uh, we brought um, professionals, African-American professionals in who were engineers, who were um, uh, mathematicians and also in the trades. And so when the gentleman from the MATC, who was the director of the trades program, said, you really need to have math skills. You really need to have certain skills. And so we try mm-hmm. to do that. We don't have uh, we're not teaching. We're just sharing information, exposing mm-hmm. and encouraging and then those kinds of things. And so really what you do is you enrich people's lives. We're trying to enrich and we're trying to enhance the quality of a person's life. Okay. Uh, many of our children, I remember doing uh, one of our programs um, when the hops came out. Mm-hmm. We sponsored many kids on the hops. Okay. And some kids had never been beyond certain geographic boundaries in their uh, environment. So they toured all over downtown. I'm mad you all didn't take me to the Bahamas with you. Uh, okay, can, okay. Y'all gonna take me to the Bahamas? No, okay, go. no. Okay. Uh, all right, I, I, I need. I, to, you I, know, need to, I gotta ask. I, I need to add that <laughs> it is a. It is a women's only group. That's, that's right. Now we use guys to help us. Um, uh huh. Pick the baggage. Do, and do lift all the things. heavy work. Do the heavy. Do work. all the heavy, heavy work. lifting. All the heavy oh. lifting. All right. Have to treat you all with the dignity and respect. But we hope we earn it to a woman. Who's a link? We hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, we like to think we earned it. Anything else you want to add? What 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 do I what, what do I look? So I, I come to Denim and Diamonds. What do I need to look forward to? Well, um, it'll be uh, started at six, and we over like ten ten thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, do um, I have to wear Denim and Diamonds? We at, we ask that people dress appropriately. Do I look like the kind of guy that will wear Denim and yes. Diamonds? Um, yes. Yes, because I think your wife will make sure that you dress appropriately. Me? Yeah. Dressed in denim and diamonds? Now, people say, well, I just go get a pair of jeans. Uh-uh. You know, it. you can be spruce, spruce stuff. And we're not the uh, only a chapter uh, right. who does that. And mm-hmm. some are very, very fabulous. Mm-hmm. And so you can find a great many outfits that uh, would do what we're talking about doing. But. We will have cigarette break there as our okay. um, entertainment. Very familiar with them. And uh, I understand that they are really, really good and that they will have music that's, I use the term intergenerational, so everyone can have a good time and identify with it. And so, yes. Now, there's only one problem with, with cigarette break. Okay. If you don't like to dance, you're going to end up dancing and you're never going to stop dancing. 
Uh, I'm just saying. That's not a problem. Because they, <laughs> they, they are a phenomenal band. I've been at many a event okay. with them. Well, that's what we want people and to do. You remember you heard me say great. that we want you to uh, connect with your old friends, make new mm-hmm. friends, and come back next year. Uh-huh. And so the idea is to uh, encapsulate that sense of feeling and good times and identify with what we want to do in our community and what we're doing mm-hmm. and come back and help us out. And have a good time at the same time. The Lynx Incorporated International Not-for-Profit Organization established in 1946. The Milwaukee chapter, Cream City chapter, is having their annual Denim and Diamonds fundraiser. You can search for it. Just Google Eventbrite, That's correct. Cream City Lynx. And we have a Facebook page. And they have a Facebook page. It'll pop up. That's Friday, September 8th. $60 are the tickets at the Wisconsin Country Club, 6200 West Good Hope Road. Reception at 6 o'clock, program at 7. Thank you, Jacqueline Rice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Outstanding. I hope to see you that Friday. I'll be there. (laughs) All right. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Top 5 at 5, up next. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the absolute positive number. Number five. Well, if you haven't heard yet from CBS 58, an 11-year-old boy who was charged in the death of his mother was bound over for trial. On Tuesday, September 5th, and so the child is facing one count of first-degree intentional homicide. In July, a judge ruled the boy competent to stand trial as an adult. I don't understand why we're putting a 10-year-old, a boy who was 10 years old at the time, on trial as an adult. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I think there's something wrong with the Milwaukee DA's office. She wouldn't allow him to have something from Amazon that he wanted. He went and got the gun, got it up, pulled it out, shot her, killed her. It was intentional, but he's a 10-year-old. It says he told investigators he took his mother's keys, hit them the night before, including a key to the gun box. He told authorities he retrieved the gun because he was mad at his mother for waking him up early. A plea of not guilty was entered, and scheduling conferences set for October 6th. What's coming out of 
sentencing a 10-year-old when a 10-year-old is going to max out the system if I'm not. No, he has to be tried as a juvenile. Are you? This doesn't make any sense to me. None whatsoever. Absolutely none whatsoever. Number four. A resolution created also from CBS 58, a resolution to create a fleet of transit rangers. Well, you got to call them a ranger. Like, what is that? Where's Tonto? Uh, for county buses passed at the committee level, uh, Sandra Cooper, bus operator, said, is it going to take for a driver to get killed before they consider now we need to take care of y'all? Cooper is one of many um, MCTS bus operators who shared stories of alleged Assault. You're calling it a alleged assault? Well, why would somebody lie about that? Anyway. Um, he pulls out a gun, says bus operator Cynthia Simpson, while getting emotional. I called dispatch. I was not taken out of service. No one came to assist me in any way. In that moment, I knew I was alone out there. Until the end of October, Milwaukee County has a $2.2 million contract with private security Company Allied Universal with 30 security officers, but operators feel their safety is falling through the cracks, especially after a shooting on a county bus last month. Ride that bus and see what we go through. A transit safety and security task force recommendation passed unanimously on Tuesday. We'll create a transit ranger program with 51 transit rangers dedicated to bus safety for just under three and a half million dollars. Um, Milwaukee County has an opportunity to bring those people in-house and provide the highest level of service to our most vulnerable population. So people that ride the bus are your most vulnerable population? Hmm. Okay. Last winter, hoping to improve safety, they eliminated fair enforcement by drivers in action. They say it would lead to many verbal and physical altercations between riders and drivers. So basically, I could just get on the bus and ride for free. But they said in the first eight months of 2023, they saw a 42% drop in operator assaults. But can you attribute that directly to them letting people just ride? They said incidents of operators being threatened or harassed has dropped 24% during the same time. Task Force noted that fair enforcement is a gap that transit rangers could fill in if the positions are created. So... We'll see how that works. We will see whether or not it will um, it'll happen. We'll check it out. Number three. An unlicensed 20-year-old man now admits he was behind the wheel of a stolen car that led police on a chase and ended with the crash that killed a Milwaukee man. Anthony Marcel Hernandez pled guilty yesterday to four felonies, second-degree reckless homicide, operator fleeing and eluding, eluding police officer causing death, operator fleeing and eluding causing bodily harm or property damage, and driving or operating vehicle without consent. Officers spotted Hernandez driving a 22 Kia Sportage on South Greeley and East Deer Place. On July 28th of 2022, they chased him, and the vehicle was reported stolen a day earlier from South KK Avenue. Officers attempted to stop it. They wouldn't pull over, led him on a pursuit, nine miles at speeds up to 65 miles an hour, 
And the crash ended near Wisconsin Avenue and 35th Street when a stolen vehicle ran a red light, slammed into a 2011 Chevy Equinox. The crash sent the Kia into a Honda Odyssey driven by a 77-year-old who was then taken to the hospital and put on a ventilator as he underwent numerous surgeries and died August 7th. And so uh, this person is now basically said that they shouldn't have been driving in the first place. They disregarded street signs, street lights, all sorts of things, stolen car. And I think when people see um, sentencing is set for October 19th, we should see this person get sentenced for something that's commiserate to what they did. I mean, that's just me, but who knows? Number two. From the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Wisconsin Democrats pledge $4 million plus blitz to counter GOP impeaching Protosawitz, uh, the Democratic Party, and the coalition of unnamed allied groups plan to spend $4 million to dissuade Republican lawmakers from initiating impeachment proceedings against the state Supreme Court's newest justice, former Milwaukee County Judge Janet Protosawitz. Um, Democratic Party of Wisconsin Chairman Ben Wickler uh, told reporters during a Tuesday night briefing that the party and other democracy-defending groups, I love how people say when they're right, they they believe theirs is democracy, Republicans do the same thing. Anyway, um, we'll launch an intensive, multi-pronged statewide campaign on today to make clear to Wisconsin Republicans that an attempt to impeach Protosawitz would be an absolute political, moral, and constitutional disaster. That's saying a lot. Um, but they have a right to sue and do stuff just like the Democrats did when they didn't like something. So, I mean, I don't know. I had a problem with Protosawitz only because when you're being a judge, I shouldn't know how you feel about abortion. I shouldn't know how you feel about about redistricting, gerrymandering, none of that stuff. Keep that private because you're a judge. You're supposed to be impartial. And she showed before she went to the bench she actually told people how she was going to rule. That's scary. And now I don't trust her. And I've known her for 20, 25 years, you know. I mean, when she was an ADA and a judge, I was working with the Milwaukee Police Department. She always seemed to be fair and decent. But recently, we've gotten these judges that seem to think they want to be activists from the bench. And I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat, conservative or liberal, that has to stop. Your job is to be impartial. Be impartial. Follow the rule of law. So when you start telling me before you get elected, that's how you get elected, how you're going to rule, and the case hasn't come before you yet, that scares me because what you're telling me is that I'm not going to listen to the law. I'm not going to listen to the rule of law. I'm not going to listen to any of the information or evidence people present. I have a preconceived notion to vote this way. That's a problem because you're a judge. And in that instance, she should probably be removed. But she's not because she got elected. So she's there for 10 years. And so that's something we have to put up with. I think it's unfortunate because from from what I understand, she's a pretty decent jurist. But the fact that that you 
actually do that, right? Well, in the case of a judicial officer, once the assembly votes to impeach you, the official cannot perform their duties without being acquitted by the Senate. So that leaves open the possibility that the Senate could sit on the assembly action without scheduling a trial, effectively sidelining proto-Sawitz and leaving the court evenly divided on ideological lines. I think that there are some people on that court that will step up and do their job, not as a Democrat or a Republican, a conservative or a liberal, but as a jurist following the rule of law. That's just me. But I think it's idiotic. We got to get rid of this conservative liberal thing in a courtroom. Because now. I don't trust people. Number one. Milwaukee police say an 80 year old woman who was struck by a motorist at six in Lapham in Milwaukee has died from her injuries. Officials say the crash happened around 630 on Friday, the first of September. The woman was struck while crossing in the crosswalk, she was taken to the hospital for treatment of her injuries. And the driver remained on the scene as is cooperating with the investigation. Police say the 80-year-old woman died on yesterday from her injuries. So our thoughts and prayers go out to her family um, on the south side. You got to be careful when you drive. I hope the person wasn't talking on their phone or doing something other, something untoward. Uh, in regards to driving. You have to be careful. You have to make sure you're going to be aware of your surroundings. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Hmm. I was looking for something. It's not like TV where you can sit there and do stuff. Right? Like you have to actually... You know, talk and do things. Ah, there it is. All right. So here's 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 the funny thing, right? I don't know who came up with this, but it's gonna put a lot of small businesses out of business. So just before Labor Day, labor groups and activists celebrated a new move from the Biden administration they call a win for workers. Supporters claim the Department of Labor is taking steps to expand the right to overtime pay for more than 3 million new people. Well, 
Verified.com. Is it verify.com? What is it? It's actually, yeah, verifythis.com. Um, says, yes, a new federal rule would expand who's eligible for overtime, but the rule has not taken effect yet. Under the federal law, salaried workers were eligible for overtime pay only if they met at least two, one of the two criteria, including a salary that falls below a certain threshold. The proposed regulation would raise the current salary threshold by $375 per week or nearly $20,000 per year. So what, what it's actually saying is the rule is going to change who's, who's, who's affected by it, right? So at this moment, the threshold sits at $684 per week or $35,568 per year. The new regulation would make it $1,059 per week or roughly $55,000 a year. This means that with only a few exceptions, if you make less than $55,000 a year, you'd be eligible for overtime pay, right? Time and a half for each hour worked above above 40 in a week. The proposed regulation would also automatically update that threshold every three years to keep up with the market. But the rule hasn't taken effect yet. It's early stages of the regulatory process and could be several months or more before it gets finalized. Of course, they expect court challenges and states could have even higher thresholds than the federal rule, meaning that more people in those states are overtime eligible, but they can't be lower. And so where's it going to come from? We keep wanting to pay people more. We're, 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 we're in a recession. The city of Milwaukee is about to add a 2% tax on top of the 5.6% tax we already pay. We're going to be paying nearly 8% tax. Plus we got a 2.2, which makes it what, 7.8? How are we going to pay for this? How are people going to actually exist? So if you make under $55,000 a year, if you work more than 40 hours in a week and you're paid a salary of, say, $45,000, you have to pay people overtime. So in my instance, you would have to get permission when you hit 30 hours to work overtime. That's just me. I put it in the rules, have the person sign it. Hey, read the rules. Make sure you sign it and say that you read it. Here's your copy. If you work 30 hours from that point forward, you have to tell me whether or not you're going to go over and we got to figure out whether or not you're going to go and get overtime. Otherwise, people may just work. Oh, no, I went over 40 hours this week. You owe me time and a half. No. Maybe that's the businessman side of me. I don't know. I mean, I get it. But how do you make money like that in order to sustain your employees, to pay for benefits? Because the first person that's going to get cut is you. Then what? I don't know.
I don't know. 833-212-1017 is the number. Do you do do you agree with the fact that um people would get overtime for salary that they know they're going in for salary? Now, granted, let's let's flip the coin. Some businesses take advantage of that and work you to death. So by the time you figure out you're making, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80,000 dollars a year, by the time you divide your hours out, you're making less than minimum wage. But that's what you signed up for. If you didn't want it, don't sign up for it. But that's not what we do. We go in and then after the fact, we decide, well, I don't like this, so now I got to do something to change it. Well, you might want to quit. But that's just me. I do get where people should get paid over time. I think it depends on the job. Some jobs, you're just not going to get paid overtime. It would be cheaper to hire a part-time person to bridge the gap. You know what I mean? Like, it, it might be easier to just hire somebody to fill it in. So, is that a good idea? But we don't know, and it's going to take a few months, but eventually... I just got a feeling that around January 1st, 2024, this country is about to get rocked. And we don't have a presidential election until 2024, the end of it. And we're still going through all this stuff. 833-212-1017 is the number. I want to know what you think. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. As we roll to the end, let me see if I missed any talking text lines. Yes, they are vulnerable. You're riding in your car and they're sitting on a bus waiting to be robbed. <clears throat> There's nothing to. Okay. Always at work said it's cheaper to pay overtime because you don't have to train a new person. Plus, if your base is ten dollars, overtime is only fifteen bucks to employees. At ten dollars is twenty dollars per hour plus whatever benefits. Uh, no, no, I disagree. Because you got to pay for it. I mean, all of your math and everything that you're saying is correct. 
I just disagree with the fact that I don't want to have to pay you because it's my business and I'm saving money. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <sighs> People will find a way around it. They'll they'll figure out a way to say, well, it's not exactly what we we're thinking of talking about, so no, we're not doing that. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Did you hear about the? Um, and I didn't know this because if I remembered correctly, the Tuskegee Airmen never lost, like were never killed in a dogfight, right? Well, Second Lieutenant, the body of a Tuskegee Airman has been positively identified. After eight decades, Second Lieutenant Fred L. Brewer Jr. went missing October 19th, 1944, while on a bomber escort mission with 56 other fighters over enemy targets in um, Regensburg, Germany. So Department of Defense officials have identified the remains of a Tuskegee pilot who went missing during World War II 79 years ago, ABC News Reports. According to the Defense Department, POW, MIA accounting agency, uh, Second Lieutenant Fred L. Brewer Jr. went missing October 19, 1944, while on a bomber escort mission with 56 other fighters over enemy targets in Germany. The North Carolina native flew a single-seat P-51C Mustang, nicknamed Traveling Light, out of um, Rimatelli Airfield in Italy, when heavy cloud cover forced several fighters to return to base early. Brewer was not among the 47 who returned to base. And reports from other pilots indicate that the second lieutenant had been attempting to climb his aircraft out of the cloud cover, but stalled and fell into a spin. There's no evidence that Spur ejected. And according to the agency, local news reported him missing at the time. And eventually, Declared him dead. Well, U.S. personnel recovered a body from a civilian cemetery in the area after the war, but it was impossible to identify the remains using technology at the time, and the body was buried as an unknown. But research conducted on the case in 2011 revealed the remains were recovered from a crashed fighter plane the same day that Brewer disappeared. And German wartime records confirmed this information, according to the agency. Remains were sent to the DPAA lab in June of last year for further analysis and based on the combined evidence, the remains were identified of those of second Lieutenant Brewer last month. And so Brewer joins the, he joined the U S army air forces in November of 1943, graduated from the Tuskegee army airfield in Alabama, 1944 ABC news reports. He was Tuskegee airman member of the hundredth fighter squadron, 332nd fighter group or the 332nd fighter group. So um, for those of you that don't know, Tuskegee Airmen flew combat missions during World War II as the country's first black um, military aviators. Tuskegee University is estimated to have trained about a thousand black pilots. His name appears in the Florence American Cemetery in Impruneta, Italy on the tablets of the missing, according to ABC News. And his cousin, Rabina Brewer, Harrison told the Washington Post they hope to bury his remains in 
Charlotte. Harrison told the Washington Post, I remember how devastating it was when they notified my family, my uncle and my aunt, that he was missing. It just left a void within our family. My aunt, who was his mother, Janie, she never recovered from that. And so now the family can um, bring this to a close. And now their loved one will be laid to rest in North Carolina. So that, that's, that's, that's an interesting story. Missing 79 years. And they finally, because of uh, DNA technology, was able to identify him, locate his remains, identify him, and now um, we're able to bring him home to repatriate him to the United States. So that's, that's something. It's interesting. Do a lot of people know about Tuskegee Airmen? I mean, really know about them? Or have they just heard of them and, you know, as usual, they glossed it over in a book? That's why I'm looking forward to Black History Month. Because I start in, like, January, and we're going to start going through all the things of importance. Because, you know, we're black 365 days a year. So when we talk about Black History Month... Yeah, we picked the shortest day of the month. That's hmm, that's saying something. That's saying something. I still find it interesting though. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Did the do we know if the Brewers won today? I wonder. Da, 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 da. Well, wait a minute. I'm looking at this thing that says. Journal Sentinel. Click sports. All right. Hmm. Why do I care about NFL scores? I don't care. Click Brewers. A bad call burns the Brewers in Pittsburgh, but so does quiet offense. So it looks like um, Brewers struggled to score after taking a 3-0 lead in the first inning. They did a little else. So the Pirates come back. For the victory. So so what are they? One and a half games out and the Cubs won. So they're what? A half game? I don't know. Pirates five, Brewers four. Milwaukee struggles to score. Hmm. Pirates took the three game series two to one. Uh, Milwaukee is 77 and 62. Uh, lost with Peralta. So interesting. So what does all that mean? That means that if they keep playing the way they're playing, um, yeah, we can uh, forget about making a, yeah, winning. I don't know. And see, I'm a baseball lover. I absolutely positively love it. I could sit and watch baseball all day, all evening, get myself in trouble. You know how some people stream? I could watch baseball. Like, I'd be one of those people with the four screens with four different baseball games on and just watch it. You know, pitch, pitch, pitch. What I really love is they sped up the game. And because now that they sped up the game, the game is a little more exciting because, you know, if you don't pitch at a certain time, you get burned, right? You balk, you get burned. So it it, it makes it a little better. But that's just me. 
833-212-1017 is it. Have you ever heard of the Deacons of Defense? Mm, yes. So. But no, I'm a I'm a I'm a baseball fanatic. As as a kid, because there was I could never go to the game because I didn't have you know we didn't have enough money, so I would watch it on TV, and that's the one that stuck with me. Later, football was okay. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe Show is coming up next. I'll be cruising around about 4 a.m. and then at 7 a.m. you got them folks from DT and Telly and everybody and hanging out. And, and you got Sherwin. And My brain just went, what's the name of the noon show? Like, beep. Nothing but the truth. Truth be told and nothing but the truth. Drives me crazy. Everything's truth around here. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> Tori Lowe's coming up. You all take care. God bless. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. Uh, don't work too hard. One day I'm going to get you raised up. One day. <laughs> Take care. I'm out.